What is good, all of our listeners and viewers? Welcome back to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And I'm drinking a different kind of pie. Woo! We're here with episode 146, where we're going to talk about, hey, should we always be protesting the game industry decisions? But first, we've got some segments for you. Yes, we do. Got excited there. I'm tired from work. Aww. I'm exhausted. I'm a beat boy. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I like coming onto the show. It, it, re- it rejuvenates me. Yeah. Which is why, uh, you know, a little a little tidbit. Yeah, the creation vacation was good when we mm-hmm. took that week off. But again, I, I need to stress this, that uh, making these podcasts, making evil, what's the biz, any kind of content, that's not what burns us out. It's just working. <laughs> yeah, it's juggling it with our regular paying jobs. Exactly. So... When I say that I come back, I I'm beat from work. Oh yeah, like I'm I'm exhausted. But you know, I come on the show and I'm like, let's go, let's let's do mm-hmm. it. So, uh, yeah, the creation vacation was a little bit cool, and we're gonna take another creation <laughs> hiatus once we move. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's a creation vacation. It's just we're moving, dealing with moving. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, uh, I'm glad to be on the show. So yeah. it's just us today. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's just us. It's just us. Which is nice. It is nice. So. Quality uh, time. How, how, is that, how are you doing? I'm okay. Yeah? Yeah. Had a chill day. Made some cool. muffins. Yeah. They're okay. Oh, I like them. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, Why don't we get the show started? Okay. Cool. Uh, so, if you enjoy uh, me and Liz just, you know, talking back and forth, if you want a little, little know more about us uh we also have another podcast called what's the biz you can check that one out where we just kind of uh talk about anything really just anything so uh check that out links are down below and uh if you're so inclined to we have another uh youtube channel it's called evolts where we put mm-hmm. up uh you know little videos here and there we got the next one coming it's going to be why oxen free was such a good game mm-hmm. so uh you know be on the lookout for that I'm very excited for this one, actually. So yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited. It's, it's going back to our roots, if you will. But mm. so let's just uh, remind everybody that we're on social media. We're on Twitter at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. Or you can follow us on Instagram, where I will show pictures sometimes. But I will also ask you some questions about the podcast. Wow. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or even Facebook, I will ask you a question pertaining to the discussion that we will have on the show. And I want to hear your feedback. And uh, yeah, I will read your answers on the show. Mm-hmm. Neat. But you can also join us in Discord. Oh, cool. Wow. Discord. Yum. Mm, spicy Ew. so discord uh links are down below you can join our discord it, it's free just click it and you can go on in uh you know we got some great people uh oh man what's his what's his discord name but we had a new person alex check i want to say that sounds yeah, right something like that yeah so oh uh, no i forget his discord name but i've seen him around uh, i'll never well, find you him look in the new Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Oh, I'm gonna give him a shout out, Felix. Check. How you doing, man? Uh, so yeah, it, it's a bunch of good people in there. So mm-hmm. join the Discord. It's a good time. And uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell so you know when all these podcasts come out. And uh, go ahead and leave us a review over on iTunes or wherever you would like. I got a really nice one on iTunes. I missed it. It came in on February, and I completely missed it, and it made me so happy. 
Uh, it was from Guitar Raven, and it made me actually – <laughs> I read it at a very good time. Let's put it that way. So with all that said and done, let's just go into it. Let's go into it with our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we watched in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, or HBO Max. And we like to give you a recommendation or not a recommendation. Golly gee. <laughs> So this week's, uh, well, we're, before we get there, we got a five-point scale here on Games of Groceries of how we review movie, movies. Uh, and again, this is more of a recommendation rather than a review. So uh, keep in mind, so we got a five-point scale here. We got a vote at all costs, eh, pass, enjoyable, solid, and perfect for us. Uh, so this week's movie is actually uh, premiered in theaters, but also premiered on HBO Max. Mm -hmm. And wow, would you look at that? What? We're a video game podcast? <gasps> what? <laughs> so I think this movie is pretty fitting to. Yeah. What do you think? Okay. Uh, you and, and me, you and the listener that didn't read the description down below. Uh, <laughs> let's say it together now. Three, two, well, we reviewed. Three, two, one. <gasps> Mortal Kombat! Oh, uh, so yeah, we reviewed Mortal Kombat on HBO Max. It premiered in theaters, also on HBO Max. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's get into it with our scale of the five point scale, what we gave it, so, and we'll tell you why. So, what did you give it? So, I gave it a solid. Solid. And as someone who never played Mortal Kombat growing up, hmm. I. I enjoyed it. I wasn't lost or anything. It's not something where you, I feel like you need to play the game to understand the movie or anything like that. Like it's a solid movie. It's interesting. I like the characters. I like the, um, the fight scenes are really cool. Mm -hmm. I, it's all, all around. It's a solid movie. Some of their, um, special effects were not amazing. Yeah. Not as good as I would expect them to be. Sorry for view video listeners. I just got to pick up my dog. Folky needs attention. <sighs> Folky needs cuddles. Okay. He hasn't been on the podcast in a while. Yeah, he really wanted cuddles. So he go really ahead. needs cuddles. Um, he loves his daddy. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So some of their special effects are a little not as good as I expected them to be. But overall, they were good, and I really I enjoyed it. I'd watch it again. Yeah. Not right away, but I would watch it again in the future. Um. Yep. Okay. We're gonna get down now. Okay. He's a persnickety pupper. Yeah, he just needed that hit of cuddles in. He, he needs like a hit of pop of cuddles. <laughs> like, mm, good to go. Uh, so I, goodness gracious. <laughs> so mess. Um, I'm so sorry. Just, okay. just ignore the dog. So I also gave it a solid, and I'm going to go into my reasons of why. But <laughs> yeah, I also gave it solid, which is above enjoyable. And, I, and we talked about it. Like, would I watch this again? Mm -hmm. And most of the time we say no. I would actually watch Mortal Kombat again. Yeah, like I said, it's not something that you're like, oh my God, I want to watch it again, like tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But it's something that like a year from now, I'd be like, hey, why don't we watch Mortal Kombat? Like yeah. I wouldn't be, I, I would be fine with watching that on a movie night. Exactly. So let me go into my reasons why we gave it solid, right? So the movie starts out with a great action sequence. Mm -hmm. uh, fantastic. Oh By the way, um, if you're not a fan of Mortal Kombat, you don't know who these characters are. But if you are a fan, and I'm going to get into that in my second note, you are a fan of Mortal Kombat. Uh, this is kind of going into the rivalry behind. Uh, uh, um, I'm, I'm losing it. Scorpion and 
Uh, Sub-Zero, thank you. I was going to say, I'm like, I know. Yeah, Sub-Zero <laughs> and Scorpion. So you get to see the rivalry, why they're going after each other. It, it's a great action sequence mm-hmm. before the opening credits. Yeah. And it sets up the movie really well mm-hmm. in that kind of way. And uh, the more you think about it, right, it's just that's what the movie is. As soon as you see the action sequence... Mm-hmm. This is what the movie is. It's filled with cheesy lines and great action. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's just the, the most cliche kind of 90s, um, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it did have that 90s vibe to it. Definitely. Like, yeah. Especially in the training sessions. That was a yeah. 90s movie straight up. Yeah. Uh, so I want to go into my second note that this is very much a movie about fan service. And what I mean by that is that there's a lot of references where if you've never played the games before. Yeah. Like, did you know who Kano was? No. Yeah. Like, um, and that's the thing. Like, did, like, you didn't know Goro. You didn't know Sub-Zero. I've heard of Sub-Zero. Don't yeah, you've heard of Sub-Zero. Um, but, like, it's not something that you really knew about. But, like, did you really mind that you didn't get the references? No, like I said, I didn't feel like I was missing anything, missing out on anything watching this without playing the games. It made me want to play the games. Like we have Mortal Kombat for the Nintendo 64, yeah. which I meant to play today, but oh. then I forgot. Oh. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's what I that's what I like about this is that both of you and I gave it the same rating mm-hmm. and you're a fan and I've never played it. Yeah. And we both were able to enjoy it. And I think that speaks a lot to the movie yeah exactly i got the references Mm -hmm. and i freaked out i freaked out out. like really (laughs) it's in a trailer so when he says like when scorpion says get over here i freaked (laughs) i like held liz's leg i was like he's gonna say it he scared the dog he's like get over here i was like ah but that's what i mean it's a very much fan service type of movie um but if you don't get the references, yeah. if you've never played Mortal Kombat, you're still going to enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Um, I got the references, and I had a good time. You didn't, and you had a good time. Yeah. And that's my final note here, is that between all the cheesy lines, the 90s kind of vibe to it, and weird special effects, and more fan service than anything else. The, when I say cheesy lines, I'm serious when I say there are some cheesy mm-hmm. lines in here. I'm going to, it's not really a spoiler because I already said Sub-Zero's in it, but you know, it's uh, Sub-Zero in Outland and <laughs> the, uh, I forget the king's name. Oh my goodness. I'm so stupid. But um, he's just like saying like, oh, you have done this, Bin Lan. And of course he says, I am not Bin Lan anymore. I am Sub-Zero. It's just like, oh, the cringe. It's just so bad. It's just yeah. so, it's so poorly written, but yeah. he, here's my final Here's my final sentence about this movie. And I said this to my friend at work. Uh, He's like, oh, am I going to like Mortal Kombat? Here's the most important thing uh, to take away from this movie minutes after you saw my dog. Um, When I say that this is Mortal Kombat, that's what you need to go into this movie. Yeah. Like, oh, how should I go into this movie? Just scream Mortal Kombat. There you go. You'll be happy. If you go into this movie thinking that it's going to be a good movie, you're going to be so disappointed. But yeah. if you know that this is Mortal Kombat, it's like, what's the movie like? It's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I feel like this is the third movie in a row where I was like, it is what it is. Yeah. It's a solid yeah. movie because it is what it is. Yeah. You know? I do have one complaint. Go for it. So there is one point in the plot, which I can't tell you. Okay. But there's one point in the plot that they don't explain it until you're almost done the movie. Yeah. And I was confused the whole movie. 
because they didn't oh, explain it till yes. almost the end. Yes. And I was like, but what about, but what? And I was so confused. It also goes into the Mortal Kombat lore. Yeah. So like I already knew going into it. Um, I didn't want to spoil it for you. Yeah. But like the, it goes into heavy, not heavy. Yeah, I would say heavy. Uh, kind of good Mortal yeah. Kombat lore. But if you didn't know it, yeah. you weren't like lost. Said, no, I wasn't lost. I still enjoyed the movie and the movie was fine. I was just confused where the connection was. I was like, why were we showing that scene? Yeah. What's the point? So, so yeah. That's but, why. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, that's my final rating of it. Just like mm-hmm. go into it knowing that it's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Just that's it. Stop thinking about it and just enjoy the ride because it was it was mm-hmm. a great ride. Yeah. You have no expectations about this movie. Just go into it, enjoy what's about to happen, and it's a we gave it a solid. Yeah. And I and we don't say this for a lot of movies. Would watch again. Yeah. Definitely would watch again. Mm-hmm. So, again, that's our review or recommendation of Mortal Kombat. It's in theaters right now, or you can watch it on HBO Max for a month. Um, highly recommend this movie. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect. It's not perfect, but it is Mortal Kombat. So, yeah. go check it out. And uh, with all that said and done, let's go into some video game news. Mm-hmm. Wow, we see. Wow. Wow. Cool. So, let's go into it with our second segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week. We like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of, hey, what's going on in the gaming industry? Who knows? I don't know. Wait, yes, I do, because I wrote it down. Here we go. So, uh, Liz, why don't we go into our number three gaming news? Okay. Cool. Great. Fantastic. Uh, so this uh, this week's uh, number three gaming news is actually a confirmation of what Mr. Maddie Plays already found in February. But, you know, mm. the gaming industry likes to say that, oh, Jason tries. I want to find it out. But no, Mr. Maddie Plays found it out. Uh, KOTOR got, is getting a remake. Hooray. <laughs> So, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, uh, which is a beloved game, once called the greatest game of all time. I believe it was James Gunn that said that. That Knight, uh, Knights of the Old Republic is his favorite video game of all time. Mm. It is considered the Citizen Kane of video games. I'm saying it here. I don't mm. really care. Um, it was. It came out in 2003. And... <sighs> Yes, a remake is needed. I'm sorry, not a remaster. It needs a remake. The combat is a little bit wonky, and mm-hmm. the, it's the older. Ca- it's older. The character models could improve a little bit. So yes, I I do agree that it needs a remake, and uh, and it actually came out that you know it's confirmed that Port Studio Aspire is actually remaking this. Mm. Now, the interesting thing about this is that. Uh, Aspire has already worked on different Star Wars games to remaster them. Most recently, uh, uh, Command- oh, Re- Republic Commando. Ah, dang, I'm, I'm stupid today. But Republic Commando, sorry, I came back from work. But uh, they did that. They also did uh, Star Wars Racer. They also did, I wrote it down here, they also did Jedi Knight 2. They did a, rem- uh, a port, a remaster, mm-hmm. if you will, of that game. And now they were going into this. And this is where this comes in. So this is from the article linked down below, which says Eurogamer has separately heard that. Uh, um, sorry, let me read that again. Eurogamer has separately heard of Aspire's involvement, and in that while the developer is known for often releasing straight ports, work is currently underway to make this project more of a remake instead. So this project was supposed to be also a port. But mm. it was uh, now it's going to be a remake. Now the interesting part 
I said, hey, who confirmed this? Um, let's put this out there. Mr. Maddie Plays confirmed this. Mr. Mm-hmm. Maddie Plays, he actually pieced it all together in February. He already did this. And Jason Schreier goes on MinMax podcast and he says, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, oh it must be true now. But, you know, Maddie figured it out, everything. And he even, uh, he even uh, referenced Jason Schreier mm-hmm. in his piecing together. But yeah. uh, it is now confirmed by uh, the almighty Jason Schreier. But it is what it is. Maddie rules. So, Liz, what are your thoughts about this remake coming out? Would you want to play it or what? Yeah, I'd be interested in playing it. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know how good I'd be at it. I'm horrible at combat games. Well, it, it's a more of a tactical kind of combat. So, it, it is what it is. But so, it, yeah. it is called the greatest game of all time. Yeah. So, you yeah. would be interested, though. Yeah, I'm definitely. I mean, I love Star Wars. So, so it's confirmed. And Aspire is doing it, and they've already had their hands in Star Wars games, and they already know what they're doing. But the interesting part is that it's not being handled by EA, which Bioware made this game, Bioware being of EA, but EA has nothing to do with this remake. So it's very interesting. So hmm. yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. I'm I'm very down for it. But it's only a confirmation. We haven't really heard any, much other news about it, but yeah. uh very cool story. Number three. Uh, Maddie is the best. So let's go on to number two gaming news in the spot. It takes two. Wow, <gasps> I actually didn't think about that. That the number two is about it takes two. Good job, babe. Thank you. That was actually unplanned. <laughs> um, but yeah, it takes two, which was uh, you know, an indie game. It's still indie, yeah. Right. Uh, made by Joseph Farris, a, a part of the EA Originals project. So Joseph Farris, if you don't know, has made the game uh, Brothers. And he also made more more recently a way out, which mm-hmm. we played. Yeah, we did. And it's fantastic. It was. And Justin Farris came out with a new game called It Takes Two, which we haven't played yet. We have, but yeah. we haven't played it yet. Yeah. So, um, but It Takes Two. The here's the news piece is that it has sold in the past month that it's been out one million copies. One million Dang. copies. So the interesting thing is to compare this to A Way Out. A Way Out sold a million copies mm-hmm. within the first three weeks of its release. This has sold a million copies within the first month. So it's on the same track. Yeah. And A Way Out has sold a total of 3.5 million copies. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing about this, not the interesting thing, but the discussion that Joseph Ferris puts out about this um, he put out a quote tweet, uh, the quote tweets from Hayes Light Studios saying like, oh, wow, cool, a million copies. Thank you so much. Um, but Joseph Ferris quote tweeted this and said, this shows that there are definitely, uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> this shows that there definitely is players that also want to play co-op only games. Thank you, everyone. And I hope we see more games like this. Yes. So, yeah, this is proof. This is proof that people want co-op-only games. Now, it's unfortunate that AAA studios see this and they say, oh, eh, eh, only a million copies? Eh, that's really not really proof. So that's uh, interesting and twofold. One being, you know, a million players want this. Mm-hmm. But then the other part is that AAA studios will see eh, a million sales. Not that great, which shows you how massive the games industry really is, that a million copies isn't cutting it. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of crazy. But uh, Liz, what do you think about this news piece? Um, No, I think it's great. And even though it's only a million, Mm -hmm. like, I don't understand why game studios can't do both online Mm -hmm. 
like games that you can play with other people and couch co-op like why can't it be both ways oh uh because the interesting thing is that if you do only online that means both people have to buy the game but that's what i'm saying why can't it be both ways why can't you have the option to play online because then it encourages you to only buy one copy because if it's couch co-op then you only need one copy of the game yeah, but if we live in the same household, we only need one copy of the game. Yeah. But we want to play it together. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is beneficial for married couples. Exactly. Who want to game together. Yeah. But the game, I feel like that's still part of the it's game so industry stupid. thinking yeah. that women don't play games because they're like, who wants to play with their spouse? Exactly. Um, it's it's terrible from the gaming industry. But again, Joseph Harris is saying like, hey, man, there's a market for this. Mm-hmm. Go for it. And in fact, uh, if a AAA studio were, were to do this, it would sell more than a million copies because people want this. There is a market for it, but they're just like, ah. Yeah. Ah. They see an indie. They're like, well, it's just an indie. Yeah, it's just an indie. So that doesn't really say anything. So kind so of So a million stupid. copies is pretty good. It, it's, it's fantastic. But um, it's what it is. Uh, we have the game. We're going to be playing it soon. Mm-hmm. So who knows? I think it's going to be a good game. It's a game about divorce. That's so, sad. Yeah, but it's nice. So why don't we move on to the number one gaming news, which is about Epic Game Store. Wow. Adam, haven't you talked enough about this? Uh, not as much as Cyberpunk, so mm, joke's on you. So, 476, we talked about that a lot. We did talk about that a lot. Uh, Itch.io is on Epic Game Store. Woohoo. Let that sink in. Uh, Itch.io, if you don't know, is a platform for indie developers, indie game developers. They can actually put their games on uh, itch.io. They can put their games on there, and they can actually say how much of a cut that Itch.io can take from their game. So instead of Steam, where they take like a 30% cut, there's there's like a tier list of how Steam works, of how much of a developer you are, whereas Itch.io gives you the power of saying, hey, Itch.io can take this much of a cut from my game. Nice. So it's a really great platform for indie game developers. And it's a great platform for you to find unique games, right? Unique indie developed games. Now, Epic Game Store has put an Itch.io app onto Epic Game Store, which is kind of crazy to think about that. There's a store within a store. Mm -hmm. So the way it's going to work is that Epic Games is going to have an app. You download the app, and from that app, from that Itch.io app that you got from Epic Game Store, you will get into Itch.io Games, and you can download separate games from the Itch.io app. So why, you might be asking yourself, why do they want this? Why? Why? Why Why is this beneficial to Itch.io? Why would you, why? Why? Let me read this quote from the uh, article linked down below, and let's see if third time's a charm that I can actually read this on the first try. I believe in you. Let's find out, shall we? This is from a quote from a representative of Itchio who says, Itchio is a collection of some of the most unique, interesting, and independent creations you'll find on the web. Uh, bringing the Itchio app to the Epic Game Store will give us an opportunity to widen the audience of people who can discover the diverse collections of indie works that we host. First try. Good job. Thank you. Uh, but that's that's the point. You might be saying to yourself, well, what's the point of you having mm-hmm. Itchio on Epic Game Store? Because it widens your audience. Yeah. There's not a lot of people who are on the Epic Game Store who would normally go to Itchio, but because there's an app on there and you can just download it from the app instead of from the site, 
Mm-hmm. It, it widens your audience base. Yeah. I mean, have you ever heard of Itch.io? No, that's what I was going to say. It's like it widens it because I feel like more people have heard about the Epic Game Store than they have Itch.io. Yes. So it not only makes it easier for people who do know Itch.io to get their games. Yes. But it also shows people like someone could be browsing their Epic Game Store yeah. and pass Itch.io be like, oh, what's that? Click on it. And you have all these, you know, more people discovering you by accident. Exactly. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Uh and uh, this is actually good proof that there's two things to this. Uh, most interesting. One, and the most e- easiest thing, that Epic Games Store wants to focus more on apps, more than mm-hmm. games. Well, you know, they want apps as well as games. I should say that. Yeah. Uh, because they also brought in Spotify. They're going to bring in iHeartRadio. They're also going to bring in, I wrote it down here. They're also going to bring in KenShape, which is a, um, it's a 2D modeler, if I'm right. Yeah, it's a 2D and 3D modeler. Uh, the painting app Krita. There's a lot of different apps that Epic Game Store will bring in because of this. And uh, it's just interesting that they're going to bring in apps. Now, the other interesting thing, and we already discussed this on the show or within the segment. But the interesting thing is that, again, this is going to widen the audience base. If you're a game developer on Itch.io, this is fantastic news for you. Because like what Liz was saying, you might get it by accident. You might just slip up on it and you just land on one of your favorite indie games and it could just like skyrocket indie games. And you might be saying to yourself, well, you know, if you're an indie game, you know, if you're an indie game developer, should should you not care about the numbers? Guess what? You want the numbers. You want people to play your game. Okay. We do this podcast and yes, we are appreciative of the small audience that we do have here. But if we blow up and we want more people to enjoy this podcast, we're going to take that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Not for the money's sake, which money's nice, but yeah. it's more of just like, I want more people to enjoy our creation. Mm-hmm. Indie game developers want people to enjoy their creation. And that's what the great thing about this uh, news piece is, is that it's going to bring in more people to Itch.io. Yeah. So, uh, Liz, any any thoughts on this? No, not. I mean, not any more than what I said. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really cool. This is why it's the number one gaming news is because it's going to give indie gamers, yeah. you know, a platform to yeah. go off of. It just gives more audience to Itch.io and yeah, good job, everybody. So that's great. Um, but yeah, those are the top three gaming news that we have for the week. Um, you know, uh, number 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 three being that Star Wars KOTOR is getting a remake and Mr. Matty Plays, he's the one that predicted it and pieced it all together. Uh, what do you think about that? Do you think Mr. Matty Plays is the all-time king for gaming news? Uh, write it in the comments down below. Uh, number two is that Joseph Ferris has uh, sold one million copies of It Takes Two. Are you planning on getting it? Do you think this is actually meaning that co-op-only games are actually a, a fu- the future of gaming? Write it in comments down below. And uh, Epic Games bringing in Ishio app into their store. You think this is good? You think this is bad? Write it in comments down below. So with all that said and done, why don't we go into our final segment? Me and you are going to chat for a little bit about... Okay. You know, it doesn't we, sound good when you say we're going to chat for we're gonna, a bit. We're gonna it sounds have a, like uh, we need to have a chat. We're going to have a chat <laughs> about protesting game industry decisions. Yeah. So let's just go into it with our final segment. Coffee time. 
Every single week here on the Games of Groceries podcast, we like to have a little discussion about the games industry, whether it be about female gamers or game preservation. We like to have a sit-down conversation for the next half hour or so. Mm-hmm. So uh, this week, we're going to be talking about should we always be protesting the games industry? Yeah. And uh, this topic has come up because recently, PlayStation has reversed their call into shutting down digital stores for the PS3 and the PS Vita. Uh, they reversed that. And I want to read that statement here. Uh, Before we get started with the conversation, I just want to set this up by what Jim Ryan, who is uh, the head of PlayStation Studios, um, what he has to say about the situation. So if you didn't know, more recently, um, you know, again, like Mm -hmm. I said, they shut down digital stores. But then a lot of people were kind of aggravated about that and protested on Twitter saying like, hey, this is not game preservation. We need these games. We need the the Mm -hmm. storefront to happen. And they reversed it. And this is the interesting part. I want to read this statement here. I want to read it all. It's about, you know, a couple paragraphs here and there. But I just want to read it before we set up uh, to set up the conversation. Recently, we notified players that the PlayStation Store for PS3 and PS Vita devices was planned to end this summer. Upon further reflection, however, it's clear. By the way, this is Jim Ryan talking. Mm -hmm. It's clear that we made the wrong decision here. So today, I'm happy to say that we will be keeping the PlayStation Store operational for PS3 and PS Vita devices. PSP Commerce functionality will retire on July 2nd, 2021 as planned. So PSP, still done. We are, we, uh, when we initially came to the decision to end purchasing support for PS3 and PS Vita, it was born out of numerous, a uh, number of factors, including commerce support challenges for older devices and the ability for us to focus more of our resources on the newer devices where a majority of our gamers are playing are, are playing on we nail <laughs> this is the funny part we see now that many of you are inc- <laughs> okay i want you to focus in on the way he describes this next sentence here okay okay and i'm going to read it slowly we see now that many of you who are incredibly passionate about being able to continue purchasing classic games on PS3 and PS Vita for the foreseeable future. So I'm glad we are able to find a solution to continue operations. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, He finally says, I'm glad we can keep this piece of our history alive for gamers to enjoy. While we continue to create cutting-edge new game worlds for PS4, PS5, and the next generation VR, thank you for sharing your feedback with us. We we're, we're always listening and appreciate your support or appreciate the support from our PlayStation community. It's that last sentence of the third. Thank you. But yeah, it's that last piece there where he says being able to purchase like you're, you're passionate about being able to yeah. continue purchasing classic games for the PS3 and PS Vita yeah. for the foreseeable future. And that's what I want to get at with this uh, topic is that. What Jim Ryan says, this Mm -hmm. is a business venture, and this is still a voting with a wallet, but this is kind of a reverse of what we're seeing before, where vote for your wallet of what you want to support uh, or what you don't want to support. Mostly when you say, uh, you know, know, vote with your wallet, it's usually saying don't buy it. Yeah. Whereas this, Jim Ryan is pretty much saying that, like, hey, uh, continue to buy and we'll support it. 
because mm-hmm. I want to go back into a little bit. Uh, we initially came to the decision at, to end the purchasing support. It was born out of a number of factors, including commerce support challenges for older devices and the ability for us to focus more of our resources on newer devices. Mm-hmm. But because we're passionate about buying it, <laughs> actually. Yeah. 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 So what do you think about this statement given by Jim Ryan? I think I think it's a good idea because there you know a lot of people were upset about it mm-hmm. and it's good to keep your customers happy but at the same time it's very strange that they made the decision. Yeah. Because you made that decision because you were wasting resources on old systems. Yes. I understood the reasoning. Mm-hmm. You know, you you want to focus on the future. You want to focus on what's out now. You want people to buy what's out now. Right. Mm-hmm. And you want them to play on those. Yeah. So it made sense that they were doing it. And while it does please the gaming community to know they're not doing it, mm-hmm. I'm still confused why they chose to do that. Yeah. Um, it, it's because a lot of people will say that they don't they don't care about um, the history. Because, again, mm-hmm. they said, I'm glad we can keep this piece of history alive for gamers to enjoy. When it's really, they don't really care about... Uh, they they, yeah. do, they don't care about game preservation. They care. Yeah. Well, I when I say they, I mean more Jim Ryan because yeah. Sean Layden did care. Yeah, he very much cared. Uh, but now Jim Ryan is more about the big bucks. He's more mm-hmm. about what is for the future. The business decision. The business decision of it. He's not yeah. really a gamer. He's more of just yeah. a business mindset, which yeah. again is needed for gaming companies to oh, survive. Yeah. yeah. I need to say that, that you need a business mindset for your mm-hmm. product to survive. Yeah. I get that. That's needed. But at the same time, it doesn't seem like he's really passionate about game preservation. Yeah. He's not passionate even about... In, even in his answer, he sounded disconnected from the gaming community. Yeah. He's like, we're doing this for you. Exactly. He's, we're doing this for you and not for us. Yeah. And, and he wants you to keep that in mind. Yeah. Now, I do want to go back into... Now, I don't want to keep attacking PlayStation here. Yeah. Because Xbox also did something uh, more recently this year where they raised the price of Xbox Gold. Mm-hmm. They raised the price and everybody's like, um, excuse me, why? Mm-hmm. Why? And so because uh, a lot of people are saying like, well, we have to pay more to play online games. That's so stupid because Xbox was the only system where mm-hmm. you have to have Xbox Live to play free-to-play games that are multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people protested on Twitter and they reversed the decision and included that you don't need Xbox Live to play free-to-play multiplayer games, such as Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, where you needed Xbox Live before to play Fortnite. Mm-hmm. So Fortnite wasn't really free-to-play because you had to buy Xbox Live Gold, yeah. which was dumb. And they reversed it because there was a lot of protesting on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- there's a lot of companies that do dumb decisions. Oh, yeah. And it's it's very business mindset But... That, that's the thing is that you know, there, there's protesting on Twitter and that's where social media really comes in because mm-hmm. they can give direct, you know, feedback to these companies. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you think this is a good thing about social media? I think it is one of the benefits because then you can reach large corporations, whereas before you have to think before all this, they did letters mm-hmm. to companies like they did like letter yeah. chains and just or emails bombard- or- yeah bombarded these companies with instant mess like the whatever the most instantaneous way they could get to these companies and even email you didn't know who that was getting to yeah so yes i do think social media 
is beneficial for this. The only time I think it's not beneficial is when people use it to abuse the company. Yes. Oh, Protesting yeah. and just advising them on why you're passionate about this and why you don't think they should be doing what they're doing mm -hmm. is fine. But when you start harassing like they did with cyberpunk 2077 exactly mm -hmm. that's when it's it's not even protesting anymore you're just being a jerk exactly um there is power behind it but like you said you can and that mm -hmm. that's not even for social media you can do that outside of social media oh yeah uh you can harass a company you can boycott a company you can boycott a company yeah but then it, there's a line between harassment and protesting mm -hmm. uh and I, and i think we saw that from playstation where I don't think it was more harassment, but I think it was just more of just trying to show Jim like, Ryan. Say, we want you to keep this. It yeah. means a lot to us. Mm -hmm. And he's like saying like, oh, you're continuing and, and purchasing this. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Nice. So with PlayStation, I wouldn't be surprised if next year they do the same thing. If he doesn't see people buying yeah. anything from those stores, he's going to cancel it. Well, that's my that's my um, question. My next question for this uh, conversation is that do you think this protest will stop the digital front or do we just not trust Sony anymore? Because they they're capable of doing this. Every yeah. company is capable of doing this. Yeah. Xbox seems more likely that they will keep retro games mm -hmm. because they seem to be giving more of a push for that. Yeah. Seems like it. Nintendo seems like they're pushing for it, but they still haven't given us mm -hmm. GameCube games. I mean, they haven't even given us Pikmin one and two. They given yeah. us Pikmin three. Yeah. Not Pikmin one and two. Yeah. My question is, do you think this is going to stop the digital push, or can we just not trust Sony anymore? I wouldn't say we can't trust Sony anymore, but especially based on that statement, the way he sounded, yeah. what, especially since he emphasized your passion about purchasing games, mm -hmm. if he does not see purchases going up, yeah, he's going to cancel it. Oh, straight whether up. it be now or, or whether it be in a year from now or five years from now, if he doesn't see those purchasings going up, he's going to be like, well, why are we keeping it open? You guys wanted me to keep it open. No one's buying anything. Yeah. I'm going to cancel it. It's it's what the business is, and that's yeah. the thing. I work in a restaurant right now, yeah. and there's a there was high demand to bring in um, muffins into the mm -hmm. store, and everybody's like, muffins. Everybody was just like, "Oh, I want muffins! I want muffins!" We brought in muffins for like two or three weeks. Nobody bought them. They said, "Like, let me get croissants." We brought in croissants, like like freshly made, mm -hmm. like bakery edition croissants, yeah. croissants, like dessert croissants. Yeah. And we brought them in. Nobody bought them. Yeah. So we stopped making them. And everybody keeps saying, like, oh, I want the muffins. Then buy them. Yeah. Then buy them. The problem is they want the... I understand. I'm not even going to go into that. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's just like yeah. with Jim Ryan, he is a business mm -hmm. mindset. That's the last part of yeah. his uh, statement. Yeah. And I don't blame him for that. I don't blame him like, at all. I agree. That's a good business move for them. Yeah. Because it's saving them money and time. Yeah. They're wasting resources on something that's not being used as mm -hmm. much as their other systems. Yeah. So it makes sense. I understand. So I don't. I wouldn't even deem them the enemy. Yeah. I just can see him making this decision again in the future. Now, this also goes into, uh, we're not even going to talk about digital storefronts here. Uh, let me bring up this before I go into my next question, though. That protesting on Twitter, but protesting or even showing a want and a desire for it, uh, pretty much protesting of what your desires are, brought Skate 4 into existence. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people said, where's Skate 4? Where's Skate 4? And they yeah. always went to EA. Where's Skate 4? Yeah. And they would go on Twitter. They would go on YouTube. They would make videos of where Skate 4. Yeah. Guess what? Skate 4 is coming. And we mm -hmm. made a video about it on Evolt. So that was really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, 
But yeah, that's the thing is that protesting can bring games in that were once canceled. I'm waiting for Sleeping Dogs 2. So maybe I should go on Twitter and YouTube to say, hey, Sleeping Dogs 2, uh, bring back United Front games and um, come on, get out here. Uh, but what do you think that like it can bring out good, but it can bring out bad? We already talked about that. Yeah. But y- yeah, that's the thing is that you got to vote with what you want mm-hmm. with your wallet most of the time. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. But uh, now before I get into the social media answers, because that's where we're, the, the meat and the juices are. Uh, meat and potatoes. Uh, meat and juices. So why? here's my biggest question here. Before we go into social media answers, mm-hmm. uh, real quick, yeah. one thing. Mm-hmm. It's been years, decades, that gaming industry has been around. Okay? Mm-hmm. Why, why, why? Having gaming industry people caught on to what gamers want and what they do not want. Why why have they caught on? What do you think? I don't know exactly. Yeah. Like the honestly, thinking about it, I'm not sure because they have so many resources to them. Like even regular companies, they do focus groups, they do yeah. they go on social media, they do polls, they they know what people want. Yeah. Most times. Some some products are questionable. But yeah. you know, whatever. But Gaming industry, they have those same options. They can do focus groups. They can do polls. They can, mm-hmm. you know, do other things. Maybe they're worried about too much information getting out. I guess because the gaming industry is a very leaky infamous. place. Yes. <laughs> leaky, leaky. Mm-hmm. But somewhere it's the movie industry, wouldn't you think? Yeah. And people do that for. Yeah, they do that for movies. But I, I mean, I don't know. But I think that would be my biggest thing is that they're just not using the resources available to them. Yeah. Because, again, you can go on Twitter and look up a hashtag. Yeah. Is anyone saying, like, hashtag I want Skate 4? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. probably where they would have been able to find it. Exactly. They're going to find it. Like, mm-hmm. if you put in a certain hashtag of what, like, a game that you think people might be looking for, mm-hmm. you'll find it. Yeah. And um, going into... Uh, PlayStation again. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It's just the most recent news. Exactly. Uh, Xbox is perfection. It never makes mistakes no. ever. Oh, they're perfection. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> they're so not. They're they're just as bad as Sony and Nintendo. But more recently, even uh, that Days Gone Two was rejected, mm-hmm. and that Ben Studios is now a support company for Naughty Dog, and now they're remaking the original Last of Us, and every gamer's just like, why? Yeah. But here's the thing. They looked into the business. They looked into, oh, people enjoy, uh, they enjoyed The Last of Us. They enjoyed The Last of Us too. So I guess they want a Last of Us remake. And guess what? People complain about it. They complain about it. But guess what? They're going to, they're going to eat it up. They're going to eat oh, it right yeah. up. And they know it. They know yeah. it. But that's the thing is that when I talk about why haven't they caught on to what gamers want and what they don't want? Yeah. They know. And that's the thing. I think they do know what they want, but they just don't care. Because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about YouTube. We have something called analytics. Yeah. Yummy. Analytics are a beautiful thing on YouTube. And they show you of what you should and what you should not do. And that's why we stopped doing coffee games on the show and only put on podcasts. And guess what? The analytics are going up a little bit. Yeah. So... I, I watch them and I'm just like, oh, okay. The algorithm wants me to just do podcasts. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and that's the thing is that if YouTubers, YouTuber, I'm I'm not a YouTuber yet, but <clears throat> well, technically we are. Sure, just why not? 
big YouTubers. Sure. But that's the thing is that if uh, if a little old YouTuber who's still doing a full-time job has analytics, big-time Jim Ryan has analytics. Big-time yeah. Phil Spencer has analytics. Big-time... They uh, have whole departments that handle the analytics. Exactly. So it's just like we can ask the question, why haven't they caught on? Mm -hmm. But the truth is they have caught on. They yeah. do know what we want. They do know what we will buy yeah. most of the time. Most of the time. Because yeah. that's the thing is that, oh, why are, why are there microtransactions? Because they know people will buy it because, let's say it together now, analytics and also money. But they know it. Yeah. So when I ask the question and anybody asks the question, why, haven't they, why, why are they so dumb? They're not dumb. <laughs> they know you're gonna buy it. They know you're gonna buy it. But there's the but that's the thing. That's when it comes to they're making a money decision, not a gamer decision. Yeah. They make remastering The Last of Us mm -hmm. is not a gamer decision. It's a money decision. Yeah. Just like when, like I always complain about movies that keep making more and more and yeah. more of the same movie, and you that, like I said, that's how we ended up with a thousand Shreks. Yeah. It's because they know you'll you'll watch it. Whether you think it's stupid that they keep making that movie or not, they know you're gonna you're gonna buy it. They know you're gonna watch it. Same thing with Last of Us. You might complain that they're doing this because it's not what you wanted, but they also know you're gonna buy it anyway. Exactly. It's straight up. Stop doing that and they'll stop doing that. So I think this is the perfect time to actually go into social media answers. Yay! Yay! So I asked you on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and even the Discord, where we got most of our answers. Join the Discord if you haven't. Mm -hmm. uh, the links are in the description down below to join the Discord. But I asked you, what's the line in protesting industry decisions? So mm -hmm. when I asked that, what is the line? What is something that you want to die on a hill over in terms of industry decisions? Or mm -hmm. what is your preference in protesting mm -hmm. industry decisions? So I'm going to read from Instagram, which Tufer uh, wrote in. Mm. Uh, yeah, he. I don't know why he didn't write in into the Discord. Yeah, yeah. How dare you, Tufer? But anyways, uh, Tufer the emo gamer has to say the line should not. Yeah, the line should be not paying for the products. Uh, if we didn't buy the product, then hopefully they learn from their mistakes. Mm -hmm. Take Madden, FIFA, and NBA 2K. Uh, is prime examples of a company being fine with anti-consumer practices, but not caring because money. If it's something you don't like or don't agree with, ignore it. And that's the thing is that they have analytics. They see that mm -hmm. you're buying it. And that's the thing. When I play NBA 2K, I don't buy a lick of VC. Yeah. And never. Yeah. It takes a long time for me to upgrade a little mm -hmm. bit. But guess what? That's just me. Yeah. I don't buy it. But that's yeah. the thing is that you should ignore it. Yeah. Well, what do you think about two first comment? No, I completely agree. That's, that's the line. Like that, that's mm -hmm. yeah. Like you just don't buy it. Exactly. But here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the other part is that when we're, when I'm talking even about uh, PS3 and PS Vita mm -hmm. shutting down, the problem is we didn't buy it and they shut it down. Well, then you shouldn't have been complaining about it. Exactly. You weren't buying it. You weren't anyway. buying it. It's, you can't win with these games. I'm sure that's what Jim Ryan is thinking. Yeah. It's just like, but like, what the heck? Like you're protesting, but you're not buying it. Yeah. It's like so I said, weird. I would. that's why I wouldn't be surprised if he did the same thing next year because no one's using it. Exactly. So when we're talking about like the line should be your wallet, mm -hmm. th that's just it. Yeah. And I want to go into a little bit more. 
Uh, so now we're going to go on Discord about the answers here, okay? Cool. So uh, on Discord, GameSimp has to say, gamers as a consumer base are infamous for voicing opinions and spreading negative word of mouth. This is not a good or bad thing necessarily. It's just a characteristic of the consumer base. However, I think the old saying rings true. Speak with your wallets. Don't get me wrong. Consumers should speak up when needed. Yet the ultimate weak point of a company comes with its bottom line. Mm -hmm. if, you hate, if you hate microtransactions, don't buy them. If you despise DLC, don't buy it. If you hate Sony, switch to Xbox. Protest is good, but your wallet works better. Mm -hmm. Which then Absolute Prodigy uh, uh, replied to it saying, My issue is that a lot of people... A lot of those people who vocalize don't really vote with their wallets. A lot of protests, and then they just buy it anyways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And GameSip says facts. Yeah. So what do you think about GameSip, Sam, sir? No, I completely agree that, yes, you can voice your opinion. And I like I said, it is, it is important. Tell them what you want nicely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But also, when it comes down to it, money decisions is what drives companies. Yes, in the gaming world, we want to believe that they just are for the gamers all the time. Yeah. But they, the people who started these companies wanted to make money. Mm -hmm. Then they hire people who want to make money. Yeah, exactly. Like, while they love doing what they're doing, they need to make money. And if they're wasting money yeah. on something, they can't do it. They can't just make a new game because that's what you want. Yeah. And then no one buys it. They need to know that they can make up that money from sales. And so, yeah, you have to vote with your wallet. You have to, you know, use mm -hmm. your wallet. If you don't want something, don't buy it. And they will learn their lesson and stop making it. Or they'll keep making it for the people who do buy it. But, you yeah. know, like you, ha like you should stand, you have to stand by your ground mm -hmm. if that's what you want. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we're going to go into it a little bit, too. And we got a couple more answers here. And I want to read them real quick. But Commander Nikki has a different point to make. Mm -hmm. Not just buying with a wallet, but just protesting to add something into the game. Mm -hmm. So at Commander Nikki has to say, fan protest helped to make hashtag make Jal buy in Mass Effect's uh, Andromeda. It was in the code after all, so why not commit to it? Uh, Jal, uh, I think I'm saying the name right, uh, in the code was bisexual in the game, in Mass Effect Andromeda. Mm. But, you know, they didn't make them. Uh, they didn't, they didn't make it by, but that was it. Now with the protests, you know, they added it in, but how many decisions are actually the result of fan protest mm -hmm. and how many have been just thought about again with the result of the initial, um, with the result that the initial decision was wrong. Uh, basically saying like how many of it had to do with the protest and how many of it was just business insider saying like, ah, oh, you know, maybe we should just try it out. Yeah. Like how many of it was actually like, mm -hmm. you know, change.org, you know, petitions yeah. and how many of it was just business insiders looking like maybe you should do it like this and yeah. then people will buy it. And she says, I strongly agree with the game simp here. Speak up if you need it, but mostly speak with your wallets. Yeah. Uh, then I just want to read Volt Supreme who has to say, yes, I also agree with at game simp. Everybody loves game simp. So subscribe to him. Uh, once again, I'm not really in the know when it comes to this stuff, but I'll also add that people, consumers, generally tend to be very self-centered and have zero idea what it means to run a flipping massive organization. 
Uh, that's true. Mm-hmm. So while the consumer is, while the customer is always right, the customer often have their blinkers on. But if the top dogs don't listen to the masses, the shame of cone goes on them. Or shame, I think he said cone of shame. He wrote it shame of cone. Uh, the cone of shame mm-hmm. goes on them. So yeah, uh, that's the thing is that on the one hand, consumers don't know what it's like to run yeah. a company as massive as Sony, as massive as Microsoft, mm-hmm. as massive as Nintendo. Yeah. They don't know how that operates. Yeah. But at the same time, like what Volt Supreme says, if those companies don't listen to their massive, they won't be a massive company. Yeah. Look at the way Blizzard wins. Mm-hmm. When, uh, after BlizzCon, like, oh, y'all have phones, right? Y'all have phones? Yeah. Everybody hates Blizzard. But now Blizzard has come out with uh, uh, Diablo 2, uh, a remake, mm-hmm. right? And now people are just like, oh, wow, Blizzard's really cool. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. But that's the thing is that a lot of people won't vote with their wallets. But a lot of times the companies won't listen to the masses. Yeah, it's it's bad on both sides. Companies don't always listen to what gamers are saying until they're losing money. Mm-hmm. And gamers won't vote with their wallets. They, they say they hate something, but they still buy it. Yeah. So no one's really winning or losing in this. You're both winning and losing. Exactly. At the same time. I like what Commander Nikki had to say is that like really talking about... Is your Twitter hashtags the ones that made it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of funny. Here's the one thing. It's really funny how much um, people want to say, like, we brought Skate 4 into existence. You did it. Okay, here. And I talked about this a while ago. Mm-hmm. On uh, You can actually watch it on this very channel. Uh, are skateboarding video games coming back? And I talk about how uh, Tony Hawk games might be coming yeah. back because skateboarding is trending again yeah skateboarding is coming into the olympics skateboarding is rising up in interest Mm -hmm. 2020 a lot of people got into skateboarding as a sport yeah skateboarding as a topic is trending again yeah so it's a little bit weird how skateboarding is now coming into existence like they're just now making the studio because it's trending you guys have been talking about Skate 4 for years, but just this past year is what pushed them Yeah, it's to just it. like, oh, you guys did it. You guys were the ones yeah. protesting. You brought us into existence. Not the fact that we know we can make money off of it. Yeah, it, it it's hitting high trends. The mm-hmm. Skateboarding as a topic, skateboarding as a sport, it's hitting topics mm-hmm. here. And that's what really brought it into existence. Yeah. So is it really your protests? Is it really? Or is it business insiders looking at the trends? Mm-hmm. Uh but it's interesting to talk about. And I, I would say, yeah, I agree with a lot of our, all of our, uh, you know, our social media answers that, you know, voting with your wallet, protesting with your wallets, whether yeah. it be with the PS3 store shutting down, you vote with your wallet, buy the things on PS3 stores, yeah. buy more digital games on PS Vita. But then a lot of people will say like, oh, physical matters, physical matters. So either one, do you hate digital stores or do you want physical stores? Mm-hmm. Vote with your wallets. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. Buy more digital games on PS Vita stores. And guess what? They'll keep making it. Yeah. They'll keep it up. But if you don't buy it, guess what? They're going to shut it down. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. Or even with the microtransactions. A lot of people say this. But with your wallet, ignore the microtransactions. Don't buy them. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. I think money speaks more highly than anything else. Yeah. Especially to companies. Yeah. We want to say that we were the ones that did it. But it's really business insiders, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So the last thing before we go, uh, last last topic I want to say is that let's say protesting does work. Mm-hmm. Let's say protesting on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat uh, all, always works, right? Uh, what is the line that we should protest about games? What is the thing that we need to protest? What is the fight that we're willing to stand for in terms of bad company decisions? Like, what is something that you want to protest about games industry that they do? Couch co-op. Okay, yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. There's. I don't pay close enough attention mm-hmm. to really know. Would you say that like price raises, like you know, now new games are going sixty to seventy? Do you that's think that's? True. Do you think that's something that you want to protest over, or do you think that's just like I'll just wait for a sale? Still, I'm more just wait for a sale because. I feel like a lot on this podcast, I look at more of the business side mm-hmm. and I understand why they need to raise the prices so high Yeah, because it, it, it technology is advancing Yes, and advanced technology costs a lot of money mm-hmm. and paying for your employees to learn that advanced technology costs mm-hmm. money. Yeah. So I understand why prices need to be higher. Mm-hmm. So I don't, really mind like yeah i don't like spending money and don't like prices being that high right but i understand why they're doing it and i wouldn't tell them lose money so that i can be cheap yeah exactly. like you know what i mean so it's a little ridiculous and a lot of people don't want to look at the business side and mm-hmm. i understand why you want to look at it more onto your side like how it benefits you exactly but here's the other thing i want you to think about is that somebody in sony Right. Mm -hmm. Sony Interactive Entertainments. Somebody there has a family. Somebody Mm -hmm. there wants to keep, you know, they they want to keep all four walls in their mansion all nice and shiny. No, but seriously, they want to keep their uh, families happy. Mm -hmm. They want to keep their households set. They Mm -hmm. they like having these things and they like providing their family with great things. Yeah. Wouldn't you? If you had the opportunity right now, right, to be a part of a big business. Right. Mm-hmm. And in that business, you get to benefit your family, your close family. Mm-hmm. Let's say you make enough money that you can pay off debts for people. Mm-hmm. Like you can actually help people. Yeah. Do all big corporations like to help people? No. No. But <laughs> argument's sake here. Okay. Um, that's the thing is that you you still have families to provide for. Yeah. As a big business person, Jim Ryan, for example, mm-hmm. he is providing for other families that work for him. Yeah. So to make these decisions, right, it, it has to do with how much money is going to the families that he is providing for. Yeah. Basically. Um, that goes with any job, you know, mm-hmm. has to provide for families. Now, again, big corporations. I used to work for GameStop. Uh, they don't care about you. No, they do not care about you. Not as at all. as as the employee, they do not care. Um, but the business I work for now is you know a family owned place, mm-hmm. and they care. They yeah. care a great deal of like how my you know finances go. Yeah, and I appreciate them for that. Yeah. Uh, that's my point. Is that the wallet is your best protest? Yeah. They were always focusing on money to provide on getting you better technology to make the PS5. Mm-hmm. That takes money to develop. Yeah. Uh, to provide money for the employees yeah. and to provide money and maybe other charities that they're involved with. Yeah. Money talks. Oh, yeah. Money is the biggest protest that you can actually make. Now, maybe you don't have a lot of money. That's that's fine. But here's the thing. Here's the, here's the hard truth is that 
these companies don't care about you if you don't have money. Yeah. And that's the unfortunate side. Mm-hmm. But guess what? It's like, well, I don't, I don't have enough money to really support what it wants. I'm sorry, but it's yeah. just like that's what it is. Yeah. That's what business is. And, yeah, you can protest all you want on Twitter. But like what Commander Nikki said, was it really you yeah. or if was it's it not? If it's not um, money wise, a good business idea for them. Yeah. They're not going to do it. Exactly. Just and like you said, with Skate 4. Yeah, people were asking for it. But was it enough people that they would mm-hmm. make enough money off of it? No, they waited until it was trending until again. it was trending and they knew they could make money from the young generation mm-hmm. who want who are now getting into skating and want to play this game. They knew the older generation wasn't going to be enough for them to pay the bills. Exactly. They needed the younger generation included as well. Yeah. Skating is becoming a huge thing again. Skate culture is becoming like a mainstream thing again because mm-hmm. a lot of people are starting to do it now. And it's just very coincidental. Mm-hmm. That Skate 4 is becoming a thing. I'm excited for it. Yeah. And I hope Shuriken Shannon is in the game. Uh, one is to hope if one were to watch my Evolt video about that. And Shuriken Shannon should be in Skate 4. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, so I think it's a good time to go into closing thoughts. So Yeah. Uh, now, my closing thoughts, I, and I will give you the last word on things. Oh, what a gentleman. I, I am a gentleman. Social media is a powerful, powerful thing. Mm-hmm. But social media can be toxic. Oh, yeah. That's my point here. Mm -hmm. A lot of companies will go on social media to get a good idea. That's why they hire. That's why they hire. um, What do you you call them? Uh, Social media, like PR people, but for social media. Social media manager. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought there was a social media. Sure. We'll call them that. Um, Community managers. Thank you. Uh, That's why they hire community managers to go on and interact with the community. But a lot of community managers will complain that the higher ups won't listen to them. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll get feedback from the community. Yeah. They'll they'll repeat it back, and a lot of times mm-hmm. they won't be heard. The, yeah. the community. Wow. Wow, that's loud. Thank you, everybody. Cool. That was fun. We're moving to North Dakota where it's quieter. Woohoo! So, uh, but that's my thing is that you can go on social media. But the people know that it is toxic. Yeah. So they won't get all of their information from it. They will get their information from your wallets. Mm -hmm. They will get information and they will say, hey, you're buying this. Guess what? We're going to get more of this. Mm -hmm. I will buy Sleeping Dogs too. And I've purchased Sleeping Dogs. But please make another one. That's why they made Oxen Free too. Because people bought it. Yeah. That's the thing. They made It Takes Two. They're still providing for Joseph Ferris because people bought a way out. Mm-hmm. They 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 see what you buy, and that's what they do. Yeah. That's my closing thoughts. What do you think? Yeah. To kind of add on to yours about social media is that you have to imagine, because like you said, social media can be good, and it can be toxic. Yeah. And think of how many accounts there are on Twitter. Yeah. And think about your little polite tweet asking for a game or mm-hmm. for a change yeah. amongst all the toxic people who just are harassing them for the same reason, using the same hashtag. Yes. Yours is going to be so buried in there. They're just going to say, oh, these are just toxic people. We're not even, we don't even look at that Yeah, because they're just being stupid. So you have to think how far they might have to dig to find your polite tweet. Exactly. So that's part of it. And then again, same thing. You got to use your wallet because in the end, these are businesses. They have bills to pay 
and people to pay Mm -hmm. so that they can go home and provide for their families, just like the company you work for does. It comes down to money. Yeah. So if you tell them you don't want something by not buying it, that'll speak to them. If you buy something because you want it, that will also speak to them. They have people who analyze every purchase that is made from their company Mm -hmm. to tell them what to do next. Yeah. And uh, yeah, of course we care about uh, money someday in in the podcast, but really we're we're indie, so we just care more about uh, people enjoying this content, but we're not a big business. Yeah. But if the day came generations from now and we've made a big Oh, then entertainment company. It will basically be um, Scrooge McDuck. No, I'm, I'm saying what? I'm saying generations from now, you'll be dead. <gasps> but I'm saying <laughs> if this ever became a big corporation, even if we were still alive, at one point it comes, it becomes a, about the money because we have employees to pay. At exactly. That point. It's not just us. Yeah. Um, but I think that will do it before we get into trouble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we thank you for listening to this week's uh, Games Grossies episode. Uh, if you want to follow our guest, which is us, um, <laughs> if you want to follow us on social media, we are on Twitter at Gaming Groceries. Uh, we're on Instagram, Gaming Groceries, all one word. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, interact with us on Discord. Join the Discord. It's in the description down below. Uh, we thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Hopefully, we'll have a guest for next week. Uh, this week for me, it, uh, work-wise, is going to be a little bit busy. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it's a basic we'll see. Uh, thanks again for listening to this week's episode. We hope you have a safe one. And just remember, keep striving, but also keep gaming. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.